So, Rao, um, where I want to start is when I did started my research uh, into the band and kind of what happened over the past couple of years, one of the things I encountered was uh, the notion that it kind of felt like the death of the band uh, when the whole world shut down. Now, in your estimation, and especially with hindsight, when did the resurrection start? Hmm. Um, it really was, there was like a pivotal point, which was when we played the, what was the first festival since the pandemic. Um, it was a test festival put on in conjunction with the government. So it was the download pilot, um, download festival, obviously, you know, massive festival, something, one that we've gone to many times as punters and played, sure. um, and they, they put it on in Donington, but it was like a reduced capacity. So it's, I think it was 10, 10,000 people, um, and that was like, I think that was the first time I felt like the sense of purpose, um, the sense of like human connection and the thrill of everything again. And that sort of started to spur me on um, and wanting to at least try to write again. Because by that point, I I don't know, I I just kind of given up with with writing. I had I hadn't written anything for a year and a half at, at that point. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was the turning point, I think. I can imagine, but maybe this is completely not the case. But you also write books. So is that difficult to get into the mindset when you when you're writing kind of large bodies of work? Is it difficult to get into the mindset uh, of writing like these condensed little songs? Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, with a, because we're still a band that likes to write an album, and sure. I, I sort of often do think of it as a body of work. So it still feels like this giant mountain in front of us that I've got, got to climb. So it's always, you know, there's always a lot of like apprehension and anxiety at the start of like a new, you know, album uh, writing process. Cause you're just like, you look back at the albums you've done and they're these like big, you know, beasts. And then you listen to other people's finished albums and everything sounds majestic. And then there you are with just like a couple of ideas and you're like, <laughs> Oh my God, how am I going to scale this mountain? How am I going to do this again? Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the best way to do it is really just compartmentalize it and go, right, this song, concentrate on that. Let's work on that for a bit. And, you know, everything starts falling into place slowly, eventually. What, what reinvigorated, um, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but what ignited that passion again in you to to write? Because after a year and a half, what was kind of the first thing that opened up the floodgates where, where the rest would be able to follow? I mean, I th- there was, there's lots of like small reasons why I didn't write, but I think the main one was that uh, I, I didn't have that physical sense of purpose that the, the band gives me when we're touring mm-hmm. um so it really was once we started playing shows again I, I just felt like more connected to what we were doing um I think over that year and a half it was it was literally like my my brain just decided well if you can't share music with people physically what's the point mm-hmm. um I think also like obviously the especially near the beginning of the pandemic when no one really knew what was going on um it was a stressful time and when you're Stress is high. It's hard to be like calm and creative, mm. um, or at least focused. Um, and also, I I sort of didn't know what to write on a more like rational level because 
a lot of the things that people were talking about we'd already sort of addressed so you know we, we have songs about um how underfunded and undersupported healthcare systems are um and we have songs about uh how badly we treat wildlife um sure. which is you know that's really why we get pandemics at the end of the day <laughs> um so i sort of you know i never want to repeat myself like that that's that's for certain so i just didn't really know where where to go or what to say so there was just all of this was going on and it just felt like um my mind just went dormant for a bit um now i, I was very lucky that i had the my book that I was writing which is the sort of accompanying book to our previous album I think it's true sure. and I just I just delved into that basically and just got it was a nice solitary escape <laughs> oh very quickly because you mentioned the book and I, wa I did want to ask are you planning on doing something similar for for future albums like for instance for the new album coming out do you would you think about doing something similar um Maybe on like a much smaller scale, like the okay. you know the previous albums um, before Nothing Is True, uh, it was kind of just small essays really for each song, mm -hmm. which I, I think I think would be fun. But yeah, the the, the treatise on possibility was such a <laughs> such an undertaking. You know, there was like so much research and time that went into that. So I, I don't think I'll be doing anything like that for a, for a while. <laughs> no, but I think it's very interesting and. I don't, I don't know if this is true, but I read that the reason why you did it was kind of to, to, to as a response to some critics who, who kind of said that, uh, um, well, you wanted to back up what you were saying in the, in your music, in a sense. Is that uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one of the the reasons. So we had a uh, a broadsheet um, newspaper review, um, and it was quite it wasn't scathing, but it, you know, it was saying that like a lot of our music seems quite surface level in terms of our politics and everything. I was just like, oh, how much can you say in a four minute pop right. song? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, so I thought, right. Yeah. I think it is time to actually offer a bit more detail and to, to dive into some depth. Um, so yeah, that, that book really is my sort of um, my, uh, my outlook for humanity, really where we're going <laughs> wrong, the trajectories that we appear to be on. Um, so yeah, the, that, that was a really big, big process um but yeah it was it was probably spurred by by that kind of thing no but i i find it very interesting because um obviously you you look at the world and you have some social uh commentary in your music is it fair to say with the uh new album then that there is perhaps more introspection and not not necessarily autobiographical but but more kind of dealing with the person and 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 what goes on in here There is, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of soul searching for me over that period because, you know, for the first time, I wasn't Ralph Menachikari anymore. The the mm. band had effectively ceased to exist. You know, we weren't playing shows and I wasn't writing music, so that was it. Um, and I had to sort of try and work out who I was and I had to get a sense of self-worth outside of the band. Um, and that was difficult, you know. It was really disorientating. I've, I've been in this band since I was 16, Um And especially without being able, ha having the ability to write music, you know, that that's a, a, a way that I kind of not just get a sense of purpose and self-worth, but also how I organize my own thoughts, you know, how mm -hmm. I work out what I think about the world and, and, and myself and everything. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was very strange. Um, 
but there's consequently that a lot of that is on this album you know um you know there's there's the one of the last tracks on the albums that she called i don't know you anymore which is about trying to work out who i am <laughs> and, and sort of realizing that i don't have a, a, a as um as fixed kind of a clear idea of who i am as i perhaps may have thought on a surface level um and at, at first that was quite almost frightening um right. but then like with with a bit more thought i sort of realized that i don't think anyone really knows who they are you know we're, it's, we're it's just impossible yeah we're just these fluid creatures just kind of evolving and you know we're, we're changing things about ourselves all the time we change from one situation to the next from one day to the next so it's um yeah it was kind of a, a process that i found super interesting um and there's yeah there's other tracks on there as well which are all about kind of um self-progression and breaking out of any limitations that you've put on yourself or any kind of expectations or you know an idea of who you you thought you were and everything um so yeah there's a lot of that introspection i think on this record and as you mentioned obviously that's a continuous process and then there's so many variables in kind of forming or shaping who you are Uh, but have you have you figured out to to some extent who Rao is outside of Enter Shakiri? Yeah, there's a line from um, a track I, I don't know you anymore, which is if you're looking for personality overlooks, that bodes well for me because I've got twenty or thirty at my disposal, um, <laughs> and that's sort of how I feel. You know, there's like a there's like a thousand different me's, you know, and I'm just sort of subconsciously selecting which one or which. Uh, amalgamation of, of, of some of them yeah. that I'm going to use from from day to day, from situation to situation. Because um, I, I always thought that I was a bit um, kind of not truthful or not authentic because I, I I appeared different in so many situations. I mean, the obvious one is that like people always said, "Oh, you're so crazy on stage," and then like they're so chilled off stage. And it's like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to stand on the table and run around? <laughs> yeah. You know? um, but yeah, I, I, it took me a while to realize that the authentic me is is many different me's, and that's yeah. that's fine, and that you know that that's perfectly natural. Um, but yeah, it, it took a long time to sort of get to that conclusion, I think. And as a as an individual, because something that our society these days, or maybe always has been, very concerned with is is success and kind of that that idea of of. Uh, success whatever form it may take and I, I, there's a line on the album i, I really like from it hurts it hurts every time you fall but you um oh sorry but your worth doesn't change at all so is, is that especially as a creative who's who's continually judged by everybody um is that something important to remind yourself of that 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 even if if somebody doesn't like something you do or whatever that you shouldn't take it to heart yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, it's it's harder. It's sort of easier said than done, isn't it? To sure, sort of sure. ignore um, <laughs> the, the criticisms and things. I, I think it's it's just a natural part of us. Like we care about what other people think because it, it's sort of built into us. Um, you know, if you go back to the savannas of Africa as, as hunter gatherers, like we, you know, walked around in small tribes, and if if people around us didn't like us or, you know, wanted to banish us from the, the tribe, you know, we'd be 
eaten <laughs> within days <laughs> we wouldn't survive so we, we want to please other people we want other people to like us because it's, it's part of our survival mechanism right um so i at this point i don't even try and like you know uh I think it's futile to sort of try and say, oh, I don't care. don't care what people think, you know, try and just be like a big sort of macho. Nothing can uh, affect my mind. <laughs> well, it will, you know, it will affect my mind. So, um, yeah, I just try and sort of find the right balance, you know, between uh, the feedback and between other aspects of life or just uh, trying to get my sense of, I don't know, um, sense of comfort and success from how happy the songs make me. You know, if, if I'm still, if the thrill of songwriting is, is electrifying me, then that's, that's what I live for. You know, that's the, the, the mind state that I'm looking for that the thrill of writing something that excites me. So as long as that's still happening, then that should be all the success that I need. Mm. Um, but obviously you know, we all get dragged in to the rat race. I mean, I was only having this conversation the other day about how every time you release an album, it's sort of just expected that you, you know, you want to get a, a higher chart position. You want to go into bigger rooms, do bigger tours. You want to, you want to, the next rung on the ladder is always there. And it, it's just this relentless, uh, you know, unforgiving like climb. Um, and I don't think there's really any point where you go, okay, now I'm content. Because there's always another level to, to sure. get to, you know. So, it's, so I don't think there's um, there's there's no sort of contentment from external validation, you know. But I, I think as uh, we have to sort of try as hard as possible just to concentrate on connecting with people. Um, that, that that that's all that matters, and and, and feeling connected to people, um, and enjoying the the process of of creativity. You mentioned uh, you just came off of uh, five. Uh, show tour if i'm not mistaken what is it like uh for somebody who's not a musician who's not on stage what is it like to to feel that connection with people and kind of uh, look them in the eyes and kind of feel it really feel it did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear how can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients can we be healed with sound Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. It's... um. It's not, I mean, it's a situation like no other, you know, I don't think we were built to stand on a raised platform <laughs> and, and perform to thousands of people. It's, um, it's something that we can, we can all do as, you know, creative beings, but like, it's a very surreal experience, you know, especially when you're, you know, looking people in the eye and you can see that they're shouting the lyrics back with the same passion and venom right. that you're delivering them. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. You you feel you sort of feel like you know people even if they're complete strangers you 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 feel you know there's there's so many experiences and emotions that we've all experienced we've all shared um yeah. and in those yeah. moments where music 
brings that to the forefront you just feel completely connected to people and it's it really is quite beautiful and it's quite addictive um and it's something that yeah I, I feel as I get older increasingly grateful for um I think you know when we started as a band it was just a thrill and it was um it was just yeah it was just exciting but but now I'm, I'm like I feel yeah um there's just something really sort of pure about it and yeah as someone who like uses music as a way to communicate really especially mm. when I started writing music you know I was always quite socially introverted and anxious and found it hard to communicate so I think music has just always been my way to communicate with people so it gives me a great sense of um uh comfort I think really to to feel that connection Right, and, and and I'm sure this is true um, within the band as well, communicating with each other in the band. And the the fun thing is, uh, you've been doing this quite a while. That I believe uh, the band started, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in 2003. Mm. So, so yeah, you've been yeah. doing this two decades, uh, and and more impressively, I suppose, with the same people. So. Mm. What would you attribute this to? Because I speak to a lot of bands and it's very rare that, that kind of the same core lineup stays together. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think a large part of it is luck, you know. Mm. Um, we all have pretty much a shared vision. Um, we all, we all are quite easygoing people, which is very <laughs> lucky, helps. you know, we've, <laughs> Yeah, we've actually shared um, tour buses with other bands. Uh, we'd um, one come in particular comes to mind. We did a walk tour once with this other band, and they were just at each other's throats all the time. You know, like if someone wasn't pulling their weight, there would be arguments. And uh, yeah, I think we're much more likely to, I don't know, just no. Well, th there's a negative side to this, of course, because we're we're all a a bit conflict averse, so we don't mm. really like like arguments or anything like that so sometimes we can avoid things which which obviously bottle you bottle it up and then it comes out <laughs> in a more explosive manner which isn't helpful um but for the most part i think we do like we respect each other um there's a we've all found like our roles so there's no sort of power struggles or anything mm. you know we sort of work really well as a unit um and i, I suppose the, the big thing is that we were friends before we were in a band um, we went to, you know, me, Rob and Chris went to the same primary school. Then Rory was Rob's best friend in secondary school. So it's, um, it just felt like a natural thing to do to, as a hobby, you know, just to play music with your friends. And then as I often say, the hobby got out of hand. Uh, <laughs> and that's kind of still what it feels like. It's just a, yeah, this mad journey that we've been on. Finally, I want to talk about the music a little bit because, well, you kind of alluded to the songwriting uh, process and that there's at least no egos within that. So, so how, especially for, let's say, for the new album, I guess, for uh, for the whole world, what, what was the musical approach with balancing electronics from, uh, but also, the, I mean, the, the album opens with these horns, which is really incredible to me. So what what is kind of the musical approach then when the four of you are together? Um, well, I'm, I'm like the songwriter, so I'll, I'll come up with sort of the basic skeleton, um, of a track. Um, I'll do a demo and then take it to the guys. And first and foremost, they're like, they're just a great, 
um, you know, brutally honest, like <laughs> bouncing off like shield to get things going, you know, so it's, and then we'll just develop the tracks that we're all really excited about together. Um, and I think we're just, we're just lucky that we were, we grew up in a, you know, a specific time, a specific place where there were lots of different influences, you know, from our parents, from our broader family, from our friends, we, we all had, you know, multiple um friendship groups that were like into different things so we had the friends who were like the skaters the punks we had like the friends who were more into like dance music um or even like rap and hip-hop and and grime um and and we were just lucky that we were so close to london that we got to watch all these sub genres Mm. come forward as well so we were just spoiled spoiled with different (laughs) styles of music so that all just comes out, I think, quite naturally in what we write. I, I, I'm lucky that I feel comfortable in different styles and different genres of music, and it all just kind of gets absorbed and and comes out in a very sort of subconscious, instinctual way, really. Yeah, and as a vocalist, I imagine as well, because sometimes you, you're more delicate and more more um, restrained, and then other times it's just a full-on scream. So, so um the last thing that I wanted to mention is you have these, uh, I think, three kind of interludes or, or snippets between songs. Um, for instance, "Feed Your Soul," which is is, is this this very futuristic sounding uh, bit. But but what went into including those uh, elements into the album? Is it kind of what you mentioned early on? You wanted to cre- create a cohesive world, uh, a whole, as an album, and then those type of things tie everything together. Yeah, I think it's something we always really do consciously think about, which is the, mm-hmm. the flow of the album. Like, you know, I want it to make sense. I want it to feel, yeah, like a journey. Um, and I mean, o- often the 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 interludes come out of just not being able to pick a song as done. So mm-hmm. even when the song is clearly like it's it's like there, we've got all the parts we need. I'll still like be making other sections you know just in case one is either better or we want to just make the song longer or whatever um and what yeah what normally happens is okay i I have to say right we don't actually need this section this can be its own thing and and often you know with things like feed your soul i think it sort of deserves to be a separate thing from the previous track even though it really is just an extension of the previous track leap into the lightning um and it's just nice to be able to focus on i suppose more like the 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 detailed production sort of style you know the more uh, as a producer I, I i kind of learned my my trade through dance music so mm-hmm. i like having those little interludes where we can really bring out the details bring out some like clarity of the drums and things and just have some fun with it and not be tied down to oh this needs a pop structure this needs a chorus this needs even any vocals at all you know so it's, yeah it's a bit freeing yeah, last question. I said that three times already, I think. Um, no, it's but, fine. But, but was this a very liberating uh, album process then? Because it, I think because the way it started and how difficult it was initially and kind of how everything had opened up, and I, I think you went to the middle of nowhere in, in some rundown house and kind of had to fend mm. for yourself. So was it very liberating in that sense that there were no outside uh, pressures and, 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 and even from yourself? Yeah, it was. It it was. It's probably my most um, 
sort of hallowed and treasured uh, experience okay. like in terms of, of of recording music you know it was like such a wholesome time so that but we basically just wanted to spend some time reconnecting with each other because having not been a band you know for for a year and a half um and so we 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 got this airbnb farmhouse down on the south coast of england and um i remember actually phoning up the owner and he was surprised that we'd even noticed it because he actually thought it wasn't on airbnb he thought he'd <laughs> taken it down because no one that the last few people he, he had could complained so much about it that he was just couldn't be bothered with it anymore <laughs> and just rather just rent it out to his family and friends um and so he was trying to persuade us that we wouldn't like it and i was like no 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 this is this is exactly what we want you know we don't want some beautiful like you know <laughs> full of home comforts place we want a sort of rundown place in the middle of nowhere um and that's what it was you know it was off grid there were no other houses for about a two mile radius it was just in the middle of like some old farmland and woods um yeah it was completely solar powered there was no central heating so it was a, a very sort of rustic raw experience and it enabled us to just focus on the on the record you know and just focus on getting to know each other again really and feeling <laughs> like a band again living like that sounds like hell it sounds like it's healthy for everybody to do at least a couple of weeks yeah. out of the year or something definitely it's just yeah everything slows down um and, it, and it's just nice to have like a shared goal um without the distractions of the the right. big city you know <laughs> exactly um Rao, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and i wish you all the best with the album release amazing no absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me